1: What are you really gambling with? Wrote to Arataki is running on. Magic time, the outside, then cause for concern. I am me at the 150, a length in front. Magic time is digging in now under hands and heels. Takes the lead skew if late, but it's magic time. Coming clear, a class act.
0: Magic time won it.
1: Yeah, well summed up by Maddie Hill. She is a class act. Five wins from eight starts, only missed a place once, $1.2 million in the bank and now a Group 1 winner. Graham, congratulations. It's been a bit of a tumultuous spring carnival, but what a lovely way to finish.
0: Yeah, no, Kareem rose to the top at the finish, so um, got the uh, result that we were looking for.
2: So, no, it was very, very good. You're very good with the ladies, Graham. the lady horses, (laughs) and as was your dad. We were talking about it on the radio yesterday. Like, is there a specific training skill to be a great trainer but also be a better trainer of fillies and mares than than most? I imagine there's something you learnt from your dad. Is there a different management skill that allows you to be such a great trainer of fillies and mares?
0: I think it's uh just read the horse, just take notice what they're telling you uh you know, they need the time, give them the time um just space I think I think a lot of lot a of, lot of things we overtrain horses you know uh, I think less is more uh, I think uh you know we tend to once we get them fit, we try to keep you know dr- drilling them and uh, I think you know go the opposite way once they're up and running and do as little as possible and uh just maintenance work and keeping ticking over and uh, changing, changing things up.
2: Do mares and fillies respond more to less is more than the, the colts and the geldings?
0: Uh, I think it's a matter of keeping horse's heads right. To be truthful, it doesn't matter. You know, you've got a happy horse and they'll perform.
3: Graeme, does she benefit from just having those races spaced right out? And at what point was the Rupert Clark the absolute grand final target for her? But when you look at her. <laughs> prep and her history she's been so effective over sprint trips she won that 1400 meter race at her second start going back to november last year when this race moved back in the spring did you just think oh this suits this girl we can just uh, take it slowly slowly and lob here hopefully in good form well
0: to answer your question first question um she loves races being spaced mm. i probably learnt something last or well, last autumn Um, when she won the uh, race at uh, Randwick on the heavy, very heavy track on Doncaster Day. Mm. Uh, It was a very quick turnaround, only two weeks into the James car. Um, You know, she was a short price favourite on the day. She probably was a little bit flat. um, And, you know, we felt that possibly, you know, reflecting on that, that it was too quick a turnaround for her on the day after putting up such a great performance to be able to win that race on the heavy ground. Um, So we thought, well, let's just try to space the races and try to tailor her preparations around that. She really thrives on, you know, not running every two weeks. Um, So, yeah, certainly it just works perfectly for her. Uh, Also, originally we didn't really have the Rupert Clark on um, on the radar, to be truthful, I could have left her in Sydney and she'd ran in the uh, Hot Danish the week before, which was a set weight race for mares. But I just felt that, uh, you know, she was going to get well treated with the the 53 or just off the limit, um, that she'd be very well suited in that race on Saturday. And the style of race it was going to be, uh, they don't sit in loaf in those sort of races and give her a chance to race... A little bit off speed and give her a chance to finish a race off because I reckon she's a, she's a gun when she's ridden a bit quieter in her races and can be allowed to finish off.
2: Well, that was her Si Hellbench trademark as well, so she's probably a bit like him in that sense. Hey, Graham, she's the first winner of the new Rupert Clark on this day, so you're a good one to ask about. How it may affect her autumn campaign, um, was it an issue? Um, I think you probably pretty much answered that, getting her you know saving her for this with with the autumn in mind. Do, are you a fan of the the adjustment, and do you think horses that came through, say the Rupert Clark and the and the guineas will be able to have the same sort of autumn campaigns as they had previously?
0: I think it'll be very difficult um, because you're you know really stretching it out as it is. You know, when the Flemington meeting finishes every year, only always got a very tight turnaround to prepare horses for the autumn. So um, it makes it tight. Um, that's really particularly magic time. She'll go out this week. Uh, but I'd be surprised if she uh, races in Melbourne in the autumn. She'll more likely go to Sydney and be more ready to run sort of uh, somewhere, you know, um, Late March into April, and uh, possibly go on to Brisbane because can't do everything. Well, that's that's
2: basically missing the summer and the autumn. So, you know those fillies, those nice fillies that went around in the thousand guineas. Would you imagine it might be difficult for their trainers to set them for something like the Cuny and the Australian Guineas?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. It'll, it'll be difficult. I think a lot of those fillies you'll find will probably more likely target an Australasian Oaks, Mm. Um, you know, or Queensland possibly. It's just too tight a turnaround for them, and there's still only young horses. And that's the thing, you know, okay, it's all very good putting the race meetings back and going into that phase of trying to extend the carnival, but they've got to remember they're animals, and a lot of them are young animals, you know, Um, and you keep on pressuring them, they won't be
2: around. And you've had. A spring where even well furnished horses like Luna Flare, you know, racing got them in the end. Like it was, uh, you know, they they succumb because they're not they're not perfect machines, aren't they? So you you need to. That, this is the counterbalance. I'm not bagging the concept at all, but it, it it is that horsemanship angle that probably they need to factor in as well.
0: Well, that's right, and you know, like we had a runner in the uh, thousand guineas, and, and uh, to her credit, she ran very well. But we, you know, specifically set her for that race uh she had the three lead-up runs into it and and, you know we're happy to go down that path but now that filly will go out for a break so she won't run i'd be very surprised she runs in melbourne in the autumn she'll be uh targeting adelaide uh or possibly brisbane as, as well you know um so yeah so she'll be lost but it'll be very hard for those fillies to turn around and and come back to running the likes of the cuny stakes and those races you know
3: Graham, from Phillies to a colt that might have slipped under the radar a little bit earlier in the week. At Seymour last week, we saw De Bergerac go and win the latest nice horse from Yao Chin, who's done a great job for, for you and the team.
0: Yes, and he did all his preparatory work up at Leneva Park. Actually, oh, oh, oh God. God. hang on
2: a minute, think, yeah. you what's his cash for comment? Thank thank you for Have that. you had a chat before we came <laughs> on here, you two? I'm
1: thinking, I'm thinking that's a strange segue. <laughs> oh, We've still got to talk jeez. about rose quartz and yeah, yeah, don't don't the, 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 the trap pattern quartz. on the day
3: that like, the punters are into. Bugger that! Don't yeah, uh, worry jeez, about rose quartz. It's a nice sort of cult there, Graham.
0: Getting free training. He's a nice. He's a very nice horse. He's been a—he's a bit of a lad, so uh, that's why we—he he had to jump out. and He went a bit shinny, so we sent him up, up, up the road to Leniva and. Uh, oh, Leniva! What a
2: wonderful him. farm it is with the pastures <laughs> and the close proximity to I'll
3: t- town. I'll tell you what, Matty—if if you came a kilometre off the can can highway, sing. if you <laughs> came up for a month, Matty would get you in good
2: shape too. Oh, anyway, honey. he
0: actually thrived up there, and we got him back in good order. And anyway, <laughs> he went to the race on Friday and got the job done. No,
2: we're going to put an end to this cash for comment. Half to written hey. by. Ah, there you go. Mm. Hey, Graham, uh, what do we do about track bias? Is there anything we can do? Oh, it's just,
0: you know, I, I've got the highest admiration for, for Tim Bailey. I just reckon he's a gun as far as him and Liam, you know, the way they present their tracks. Um, it's not an easy job for sure, you know. You know, I wouldn't want that task of preparing tracks, but, you know, um, I feel that, you know, a lot of our tracks, you know, they try to produce a good four and, you know, it's going to struggle to hold a good four for most of the day and they're long days, actually. Um, so Saturday, okay, uh, it certainly looked like it was favouring horses close to the fence and up on speed, um, you know, so what do you do? It's, it's, a, hard, it's a very difficult task.
1: Well, when you've got a horse like Magic Time, you can overcome. Just sit out wide and come from behind. Is, is uh, she
2: as good as passive-aggressive? I, I wonder whether she might be because I remember when we spoke to you about passive-aggressive, you said, oh, I don't think I've trained a better one, and she was a gun. I, have you got another gun straight on the heels of passive-aggressive?
0: Yeah, there you go. Very fortunate. Well, passive-aggressive has just gone back into training at Loneva.
2: Hang on a minute. I thought she was retired. Yeah,
0: she was. She, uh, she went to I'm Invincible and failed to get in fold. Uh, she had a couple of covers. Um, and it was decided it was getting too late on in the season, and she's gone back into training.
2: Well, with that the magic pasture of Laneva, she'll come out and win everything in the autumn, could, won't
0: she? Well, you never know.
3: Could, could have <laughs> sounded it <laughs> a fierce impact. He gets everything in full.
2: Well, what would you? Um, gee, a superstar! Like would you? I mean, I imagine the um, the Robert Sanksters a, a lovely race for a mare like her. But what are you? What are you thinking?
0: Ah, oh, she'll probably more than likely uh, get ready for maybe a lightning or. Also, the race that she won in Sydney uh, last year, the uh, the Challenge Stakes, would be sort of a couple of races which would be very suited to her, you know. So, but anyway, we've got to get her back and make sure she's fine and, and get her back kicking over and, and see how she comes up.
1: Well, that is good news. Another yeah. top-line sprinter back in, uh, in the hunt. And um, it gives you a bit of uh, added impetus, I suppose, because uh, we mentioned it's been a tough spring. And I, I heard that Sue was on this morning with Andrew's been... In the, um, you might need to send her to (laughs) Leneva. She's (laughs) needing uh, a bit of rest and recovery as well.
0: Yeah, no, she had an injury uh, caused by our whippets uh, running in the park and bowled her over and uh, she broke her ankle very badly anyway. She had to get plates and screws and she just had a little bit of a hiccup Uh, last week where it got infected and it was a bit bit nasty looking at the time. And uh, so we got her in hospital and got her on. you know, strong antibiotics intravenously, you know, so hopefully she's turned the corner now and she'll be back on deck, but she uh, won't be moving around too quickly.
2: Bloody whippets. Yes,
0: exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Only (laughs) half a greyhound, mate. Just get a fair egg and (laughs) one.
0: Yeah, they're too high energy, actually. Actually, greyhounds aren't that bloody fast.
1: (laughs) Hey, just a a quick one before I let you go. Gee, I thought uh, Miraval Rose was big. Did... Did you think, oh, not another one of these days? Did you think she'd won?
0: Well, to the naked eye, I thought she got beaten watching the race and then they put the uh, frame up. I said, oh, geez, you know, she's got close here, you know, closer than I thought. Uh, but, look, she's a very promising filly. Like a, she's a filly uh, who will run in two weeks' time in the twilight glow, 1,400 metres, which we think she'll be very well suited. And uh, that's just great that, uh, you know, that... Uh, She's by that horse, Grunt, who's mm. doing a good job. Um, so Flying, we paid, grunt. Yeah, we paid a bit of money for her, and uh, she's a really nice filly and very progressive, you
1: know? Uh, well done, Graham. Great way to finish the uh, the spring carnival, winning one of the last group ones, or the last group one of uh, the spring here in Melbourne. Um, we'll catch up soon. Look forward, and that's great news too, that passive-aggressive uh, is back in work, and we'll get to see her in the autumn as well. Thanks, guys.